It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday night... Dot games. Obviously, that's our website, <laughs> Friday Night Dot Games. We are two board game enthusiasts who want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by bringing you board game content every Friday in podcast form. We create for several platforms, including Twitch on Monday nights, 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And that's it. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we have challenged each other to come up with and design a board game based off a video game. And we will do our best to sell our idea to the other people on this podcast speaking of which we do have a special guest who will come near the end mr kevin kwan our lovely editor round of applause for you he will also be the final he'll also be the final judge but but at the end of the day you our listeners are the other final judges so let us know which game idea you like the best and we are currently looking for advertisers so if you'd like to advertise your product or company on our podcast, just send us an email at info at FridayNight.Games. All right, Matt, you ready? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into this. All right. So a video game, as we all know, is a game played electronically using a computer or a television screen to play. Board game is a game played on a board or a table. It usually has a tactile experience with pieces to move, and it offers a great social experience. So why are we mashing them up today, Matt? Well, I feel like the two are just very, very natural together. A lot of video games start off as board game concepts. For instance, Dungeons & Dragons, according to the documentary High Score, is the reason why you have like modern RPGs like Ultima Online, you know, Dragon Age, and World of Warcraft. If you didn't have those, you wouldn't, if you didn't have Dungeons & Dragons, you wouldn't have those games now how often do you work backwards and the answer is more often yes in the current but it wasn't so yes a long time ago before you had you know before you had mainly video games and those didn't translate backwards because people were interested in playing digital experiences as opposed to the boring cardboard experience but you know Mm -hmm. i think we disagree we think the cardboard experience is more superior but that's just an opinion what about you john for me i look at it as ips are where the money's at I also did not fact check that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. You got. I'll, I'll put my stamp on that. There you go. You know, just taking a cool property and turning it into a board game that plays well could be interesting. You know, I think of like what I see online. A lot of people are saying that you know Monopoly gets gets a lot of hate, but people love Mario Kart Monopoly. Yeah. Well, so so back to the IP point real quick, man. Like they've actually turned a bunch of popular games into board games, and like you know, mm-hmm. Bloodborne. Dark Souls, Fallout Shelter, could probably go on and on. And then also some of them, some of them are also crossovers with say Monopoly, right? So, you know, there's all sorts of IP versions from video games of Monopoly. Like we really wanted to play that one Zelda version of Clue, right? Because we thought it would be amazing because it had boss battles in it. We're like, that sounds amazing, (laughs) right? So, so, so sometimes they do go backwards, but when people, when, when video gamers think of board games, they mainly think you know, Monopoly, Clue, and all that. But, you know, there are other games that have been translated from board from video games to board games. There are. Nice. Yeah, so that's what we want to do. All right, let's get into it. Okay, well. Who should go Who should go first, me or you? Let's let the judge decide. Uh, John. <laughs> all right. 
Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so the game I would like to turn into a board game is Punch Out. Nice. Published and developed. Whoa, whoa, Punch Out. <laughs> Punch Out. Punch Out. Published, published whoa, and on. developed by Nintendo. Wait, no, published no, hold on, hold on. and developed <laughs> hold on, dude, by Nintendo dude, back in 1987. Dude, dude. What? What was the last time you played Punch Out? Dude, like 1989. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in this game, you play as a character named Little Mac, and you're fighting your way up the ranks in the boxing community, facing colorful opponents on your way to the dream fight where you fight a super highly skilled boxer. Mike Tyson had his own version of the game and everything. I really wanted to take a classic approach to this challenge. I've had this idea in my head for a while now, and this just like kind of put it all together for me. My idea in my head was that you have to train a fighter and use their abilities to battle their opponents in a series of rounds until someone's health is reduced. But when it comes to boxing, there's a lot more that goes into the fight before the fighter actually enters the ring. And it's more of a psychological sport than a physical one. And boxers really need to train physically and mentally to be fully prepared to fight their opponents. So my idea would start with kind of like a build your character phase where you choose attributes based on available points you have. So looking at technical ability, you know, hand speed, footwork, feints, defense, comboing, head movement, tactical awareness, having a game plan, counter, countering, being able to read the opponent and pacing. Then you have your physical strength, speed, fitness, movement, agility, coordination, and then mental strength, confidence, discipline, focus, emotional control. So these are all things that is a big puzzle piece to be a boxer. And I think building up a character based on like you know x amount of points at the start of the game where during the game you're like building up those experiences as you move on through fighting your opponents and i and i think it could be kind of a cool like deck builder you know where as you move through the the levels or rounds your your player earns more training experiences and you can get cards based off popular boxing moves and then once you're done training everything you have a match with your opponent and you know using certain combo cards you deplete the health of your opponent i mean just for you know, and giggles. Maybe I've thrown like a bite the ear card or something like that <laughs> back in the day. Like someone, like, you like throw the match on purpose. You throw the match, you win. Yeah. You win. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and on like have like a side bet thing going on as well. But I think, I think it would be kind of cool too. It can work. It can work as a solo game, like punch out too, where you're playing as a character that starts at the bottom and you work your way up tournament style fights against you know a set list of characters i give this game idea an a plus i actually remember you talking about it a little bit right back uh, yeah. a year ago well right now but <laughs> <laughs> i remember you mentioning it a year ago when you're you're when you're, you're like when we were at pax south you were like oh you know being around a bunch of amazing game designers you had this idea came to you i remember that yeah i remember that you so talking a little bit about it and you wanted to make it a deck builder then too so that's really cool i didn't know about this two phase i like this two phase thing it's like so phase one is you train your deck, and then phase two is you go against your opponent, right? I think that's super cool because you don't see that. <laughs> that hasn't been done yet. So there you go. Someone's gonna... Well, it's, co- it's copywritten now. So Yeah, you heard it right here. <laughs> Time stamped. <laughs> unless, you, unless you work with another designer on it, like, you know, bring in some of the people we know and have them kind of flush it out. Hey, if you're a designer and you're listening to our podcast and you want to work on this, let, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Specifically, Alex or Jim. Mm. Throwing it out there. And for our listeners, Matt Means, Alex Esten of Bricker Bracket Games, and Jim Fitzpatrick, the creator of Mission to Planet Hex. So that that's my that's mine. I would I would call it Punch Out. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to call it I want to call it Bout. To be honest. Oh yeah, Bout. That would be a cool name. Bout. I, I want to yeah. call it Punch In. Punch In. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work related game. Just yeah, yeah. Is that a worker placement? No, no. It's like it's like it's about it's about working in the as a software engineer. <laughs> you have to build up yourself, and you have to fight your opponents. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually think that's a really cool concept, man. You did a great job there. Cool. You got, you got you. my vote. You got my Sounds vote. cool. My mine's not even that great. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have to go second to this. This is gonna be hard. Okay, Kevin. Show us what you got. <laughs> do it. What do you got, Matt? All right. Well, you know, I kind of went with a popular genre. So roguelike games were kind of taking out 2020 on the consoles and PC. So a game called Hades came out, which won a bunch of awards. And I actually really thought, I'm like, you know, this game is kind of, it's kind of, it's complicated and it's very Diablo-like system, but you're, you're constantly dying. So here's a definition of a roguelike game. It's a subgenre of role-playing games characterized by a dungeon crawl through procedurally generated levels, turn-based gameplay, tile-based graphics, and permanent death of the main character. Most games are based on high fantasy reflecting influence from Dungeons and Dragons. So basically you go into a dragon. <laughs> dragon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically you go into a dungeon and get as far as you can. So just like Diablo, you know, it has a story narrative, but it's harder to die. So in these games, you go in, it's easier to die. Once you die, the game's over. Quick editor's note, Matt mispronounced some words during this recording, so we are going to go and replace them with the correct pronunciations, and that's what you'll be hearing for the rest of the show. But what really comes to mind is the game of Hades. So in the current release, as of September 2020, developed by Supergiant Games to be an action role-playing roguelike and video game, you play as Zagreus, the son of Hades, as he attempts to escape from the underworld to reach Mount Olympus. So you run through a set of challenges and a random series of rooms populated with enemies and rewards. You will die often and the player uses the gained treasures to improve attributes and unlock new weapons and abilities to improve chances of escaping on your next sets of tries. As you get stronger, boss battles change, they get harder, they have different dialogue and when you die you actually get to explore the underworld and interact with all sorts of characters there so any questions on that game john hmm no how do you make it into a video <laughs> how do you make it into a board game but i specifically have a note that asks you questions <laughs> <laughs> all right all right fine we'll skip that <laughs> let's make this into a game all right so very simply two ideas come to mind right away one one wouldn't be necessarily a board game per se it could be like a D engine you know pathfinder or you know rule set four or five or whatever and create a campaign around it and you just kind of okay. like have everyone make a character and then you kind of start to run this dungeon and then you just kill everybody off <laughs> Because they just cannot win, right? And then everyone's so disappointed. You're like, no, 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 no. You start off back at town. And then you're like, hey, you kill those monsters. You get to upgrade your stuff. And then and then you're like, hey, no, we're just going to keep doing it. I think that would be super cool. 
kind of get them into that D and D. Hey, like here's a challenge. Can we get better at base to go into the next thing? I think people would love that. So as they progress, maybe they they fight the same bosses, but then you change how it is. So like, oh yeah, we fought this person last time. I had to use water magic, and it's like, no, this time they're using fire magic because you used water magic last time. I think that'd be so cool. And then they just you just keep killing them basically so like the does the game like learn as you play or something well you're the dungeon master so you would have to learn yourself as you play oh fair so enough. i think i think it would be a cool D D module i mean this is this is game number one i just want to throw it out there because it's the most obvious thing and then as players learn to defeat enemies and they can gain short shortcuts to kind of progress them to the boss battles and stuff and i think i think the the whole idea would be that the concept of dying shouldn't be a punishment because that's what they did in hades they're like you know in hades you're dying but you're still you're being rewarded with different boss battles and more upgrades and stuff like that and i think they should apply the same concept to a DD campaign or maybe when you die you learn valuable information like you die at a boss you gain some information so when you fight him again you, you can do the same thing so that's game idea number that's like that's game idea number one and then number two is you can make sort of like a dungeon crawling deck builder or okay. maybe like that's not our deck builders what's up <laughs> i know you know why so us us and our deck builders. you know why because i feel like i mean well it could be a hand builder too like you can gain abilities just like like say like magic cards and you play from your magic cards like i played a lot of mage knight in the last two weeks and that's kind of like that it's a it's a it's a deck builder but a deck builder in a different way like mm -hmm. you're gaining cards as you play as opposed to like a deck builder where you're playing your cards to buy more cards right by the way so it could do either one either one of those you could do like a mage knight thing where you're you know you're getting cards through experience or you could do like a deck builder where you're buying cards through playing cards that you progressively get stronger as you traverse the dungeon so for instance let's say you defeat an enemy maybe you get that enemy now becomes part of your deck and it has a special ability or it gives you something it does something and adds something maybe a spell who knows and then you then customize your deck after you die so when you beat the monster in the game you get the skill but then when you go back and you you die you then get to customize your deck with everything you collected so you're like oh maybe i collected all these potions i don't need them you get put them out of your deck you take them out of your deck right or like oh i really like these weapons oh you keep those so you kind of refine okay. you refine your deck to make it better so on your next run you're more efficient right so the battle should become easier because you have these you basically have these new cards which are going to allow you to defeat the old cards quicker and then by removing the junk cards you can then go through the dungeon faster nice and then at town you could buy items and you know it, the game could be totally soluble or could be with other people who knows so yeah what do you and again huge boss battles obviously i'm all about epic boss battle boss battles so there you go what do you what, wow. what do you think of that do you think it's a great idea or what i love it yeah it's let's do it yeah well not us <laughs> we got too much going on not us man no we throw down the this is just like a brain this is just a brainstorming episode for alex or jim <laughs> any of our friends you know yeah this is to get our copyrights in order and then give it to people we <laughs> appreciate <laughs> to, to use you know what i mean like i would like you know if you want to work with us do it hits up well i, I have a qu i have a question for you matt so what makes a perfect game for you wow that's a loaded question what do you mean what makes a perfect game <laughs> <laughs> give me the example what about yeah. you you answer first and I'll, I'll piggyback off your answer it has to have a good like solo mode oh okay. so that uh -huh. someone can learn the game and teach it you know i love deck builders mm -hmm. so it's gotta be a deck builder i like having cooperative edge or a competitive edge 
or both. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff like that. Okay, well, I think like a perfect game for me, I, you kind of hit it right away. It has to have a soluble mode so that I can learn it to teach it. Because if yeah. it doesn't have that, then you know you're wasting my time learning it because I'm not learning it to have to have fun. I'm learning it. You know, I'm, I'm wasting time to learn it. <laughs> It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a deck builder. It could be any genre game. I like all I like all the genres from light to heavy, from complex to simple. But I feel like I do like competitive. Uh, sorry, I like cooperative games more than I like competitive games. And I think that's because sometimes competitive games could just get out of hand. You people take it too seriously, or they're too angry about winning, or you know, too serious about winning, and that kind of bothers me. And I'm not like that. I'm like somebody who wants to learn the game as opposed to beat other people at the game. Fair. So other than oh, and then other than that, I do like I think I do like a magic system, like theme wise, I like things revolving around magic. And I like creativity with it, you know, I'm not just like about ice bolt, fireball. I like like hey, ice mist and like, you know, nether void. Or like, let's summon a creature who does something you never expect. Has a conversation with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. What about you, John? Well, like I said, you know, I just, I, I'm not a huge like solo board gamer, but I do appreciate games that have it, you know, just in case my wife doesn't want to play a game or something, I, I got a game that I can play. And just, I just like having fun. Like I'm not really, I don't really have like a specific theme I love. So, I mean, just have something that works, man. And it's just fun to play. It's got to be easy to learn because I hate rules. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Deck builder, because those are pretty simple to to figure out. And, uh, you know, I like cartoony stuff, too. So, if you have something a little bit more, like, animated than realistic-looking art, I might be a little bit more more into it. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's all I can think about off the top of my head. Me, too. Yeah. I, I I definitely like an animated sort of look. I love anime art on a game i think that's amazing so kev uh, who wins by the way <laughs> real, real quick you, you were talking about the art i really love super giants art because they have a really good artistic tile, style to the, a lot of their games i really like that a lot and super giants arts an, it's very anime-ish yeah it? it is that's what it yeah. looks like to and me. It, it's great yeah. i mean ever since they came up with bastion quite a while ago don't know don't remember what year but i mean the art was great for that and then their their voiceover work and the gameplay and everything and they've just kind of gotten better and better and they actually have pretty they have a pretty diverse staff as well it's a good mix of a lot of ethnicities in there and you know like being asian you know i kind of noticed that it, it's really cool it's a really good development team there and they really build up the work ethic really well and they really value like the staff and they take care of each other so it, it's really cool it's just i really like super giant games a lot and the games that you put out but for who wins i'd probably i'd probably say john oh this is rigged this is rigged what did he give you what did he give you hey hey that's how boxing matches yeah. go dude <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that you deserve to win that is so clever you deserve to win with that you deserve to win i i take that back you got it bro you deck build that thank up you, and you, you play that you. out you got it oh wow because it's like how many times uh, do you see a boxing match as a board game not a whole lot there's there's a there's a couple fighting board games out there remember there was that one at pax unplug or pax south that never got released it was the one you're like drawing marbles and you use oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. sad I, like cento or cento, something yeah that never got kickstarted which is kind of sad maybe they'll do it in a year from now but man that game looked awesome yeah. and then there's there's a couple others that i can't remember like super fantasy brawl arcade i think was one 
and then there's something else too that's like a pure fighting game but it's not it's not like it's not built up to like what you're doing john like what you're doing is kind of cool it's like there's a training section and then a fighting section there's this is like fighting right off the bat you know yeah maybe i'll find time all right john so since you won i have a challenge actually for both of you but john you can go first i'm gonna go and talk about a game that i liked back on the gamecube a video game called Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. It was developed by Silicon Knights, published by Nintendo on the GameCube back in 2002. It's a psychological horror and action-adventure game. In the game, you take control of about 12 different characters playing across four different locations throughout time, spanning from 26 BC to 2000 AD. And the story starts off in 2000 AD, where you play as Alexandra Royavis. She finds herself returning to her family's estate in Rhode Island after her grandfather, Edward, is found brutally murdered. Alex then decides to investigate the mansion where he resides, and she stumbles upon a secret room containing a book bound with human skin called the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Kind of like in uh, Ooh, like Evil Dead. More. Like the Necronomicon. <laughs> so then she decides to read it, and she finds it contains accounts of various people in the past. And this is where you go and you play as various characters throughout time. And what's really cool about the game is that it incorporated like sanity effects, which they actually trademarked. And this is tracked by a green bar on the left side of the screen. And this is supposed to represent the player's sanity, like your grip on reality. As it gets lower, once you get spotted by enemies, subtle changes will happen to the environment, maybe random game effects. And these can seem random, or just kind of game breaking, or so it seems. So subtle things might be like you're walking down a hallway and then a statue's head moves to follow you and then you go to check it out and the statue isn't doing anything. Or you might hear some like unsettling noises like in a creepy horror movie, like moans and groaning or a baby crying randomly in the middle of a cave for some reason. And it could go up to not so subtle, like you're walking through a cave and your arm falls off. Or you enter a room that is out of place, like you're in a mansion, and then you go walk through a door and then it's a cave for some reason. And then after a few seconds, it just snaps back to the mansion and it never was actually a cave. You just never left that room. Or sometimes you might have something like bleeding walls or like ceilings or, you know, you might just all of a sudden die or something. And the ones yeah. I really like when your sanity gets really low are the fourth wall kind of breaking things. Like you'll be in the middle of a boss fight and then the screen just straight goes black. Like you'll think your TV went out and you're like in the middle of a really tense boss fight, you know, and then you wait a few seconds and then it snaps back on and you actually like just beat the boss. At least you hope so anyway. Or the volume, <laughs> you'll see like a volume bar on the screen and it'll just like start going down, even though you're not touching anything. Or you might get a blue error screen just out of nowhere. One I really like is that let's say sometimes like you'll be like eight hours into the game, eight or 10 hours in the game and you'll go to save, rather than saying save, it'll say delete file, or your other choice will be continue without saving. So obviously you hit continue without saving, and then it'll, it just pops up with a bar that's filling up saying deleting all saved files. So you're pretty much freaking out, going on, oh crap, what the hell's going on? And it's actually just <laughs> one of the sanity effects again, and it snaps back to you being at the save point. I like the psychological aspects of it, and it, it weaves into the video game realm of it really well just because you have that technology there and you have almost total control of the player and how they're controlling things and you have as a developer you have control of the tv and the and the video game system but for a board game how would you guys 
incorporate those things into play. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, obviously. <laughs> Just make a game. He's got to go through time and dodge sanity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, specifically, like, what I could do board game style for it. But I think if you're going to do something around, quote, unquote, sanity effects, you should have almost, like, as you progress through the game, you get kind of, like, oh, oh no. You can make it, like, a legacy game. It would have to be a legacy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and as you move through the game, maybe there's, like, decisions you have to make. And those decisions, you would get, like, an envelope or something. And then that envelope would be, like, your sanity effect. Yeah, yeah, depending on your sanity level, you get a certain effect right? right, from that envelope. Yeah. I mean, you can make it a total horror game. Like Arkham. It could be, like, an Arkham setting. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Right, like, like yeah. whenever I think sanity, I think Arkham Horror or Eldritch Horror, where you, you know, you're, you can gain sanity tokens in the game. It's kind of different. It's like you're going crazy, but in this, maybe the craziness actually does affect the game, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if it needs to be like card based or something, or if it, it can be like, uh, you know, you're moving, moving through stuff, move, moving through like a miniature character board or something like that. But I think that'd be kind of cool to make it like a legacy game, and as you move move through the game as bill and ted as bill and ted yeah as bill and ted (laughs) (laughs) also also what really gets me is this fourth wall thing i think every game should come with a person like you literally buy the game and like some dude (laughs) comes to your house and he's just like he's just like ripping up your like you're like oh yeah i gained this card he just rips it up in front of you and throws in the garbage and he just like he's like playing with your tv (laughs) like you're watching tv he just like turns it off you're like dude i put the game away and he's like "Ah, no (laughs) i live here now (laughs) this is my house (laughs) hey john I, i thought we put that game away right now why are the lights flickering on and off uh, it's not John's house no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. yeah, that that sounds like a game I want to buy, right? <laughs> what happened to my hand of cards? You don't have a hand anymore. Just takes it, burns it. <laughs> <laughs> takes your actual hand. <laughs> yeah, burns your hand. Whoa, whoa, this game's getting real. Whoa, whoa. He's like, it's like, don't worry, bro. It's Nintendo sanity effect. It's trademarked. This is, you're like, what? My hand's really on fire, dude. <laughs> Gotta call the hospital. Uh, I, I didn't come with a cell phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. We answered your question. Bill and Ted. <laughs> when it comes with John. Yeah, I just, I just come to your house. The game includes my plane ticket. <laughs> And hotel and salary. Because <laughs> you got to make some money off this here. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, what did you think of that board game we just made for you? I think it's pretty cool. We should make it, trademark it, patent it right now. And on and on that note, does that win? <laughs> Is that the best game of those three? Yes. Yes. Because it comes with John. <laughs> going to your house and burning your hand. Note, note to, I will not come to your house and I will not burn your hand. <laughs> Uh, wow that's too good okay well on that note what are some of the top games or genres or anything that you've ever played video game wise it's been a long time since i played a video game that i like enjoyed i mean more video games now seem to be more geared to solo player play i I really like i like like horror games Uh, something games like jump scares in them 
Okay. Like I really liked like playing Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Oh, and more recently, like the alien games that have been coming out have some pretty cool, cool jump scares in them. And then I like fighting, fighting style games too, like Mortal Kombat. Oh, nice. I, I love, that's a good segue to me because I love fighting games. Yeah. I love fighting games. Yeah. I almost actually bought Grand Blue Fantasy Versus over the break. But then I was like, but I was like, I don't have any time to play this game ever. So I'm probably never going to be able to play it. So I just gave it up. But, but the cool thing is that the game is friendly to beginners. And I withheld because it didn't have all the character releases. Sometimes it takes a while before they release all the all the characters. So I'll like I'll buy it in like two years once they have everything done. You know. Yeah, that's a really it's got a really deep fighting engine too. So it's like there's a lot there to master as well. But that one specifically is beginner friendly, which is super mm, cool. cool. So yeah. What about you, Kev? Uh, over the years, I've played a lot of RPGs and action adventure games like God of War, but also like some like Uncharted on the on the PlayStation. PS3, PS4. Lately, I finished up Persona 5 like last year, but that was a really good one. I like that a lot because it mixes in like the combat, dungeon crawling, but also it mixes in like a social sim. So you can kind of go and interact with characters, kind of learn what type of person they are, how you you can interact with them best and then it also kind of incorporates a little bit about a little bit of a dating sim in there too because you're like going building relationships with you know people of the opposite sex this one doesn't have same gender couples not progressive not I yet think. but maybe maybe in the future they, persona did have some previous because they'll go and they'll release the main game and then they'll kind of go and do a remix of it later on and then in that one they might change their protagonist from male to female let's say or you have a choice and then but then they won't change the the relationships so they won't change the characters that you have relationships with so you might end up in a relationship with a female so it's a female female but you don't have like male to male but maybe in the next one who knows Oh, another another game I forgot about that I enjoy. I, I like playing like Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, that was good nice! I, was I like, love I that really love those series. Yeah. That series, yeah. That's that, that series was like, oh my, that is amazing game. I love that series. I played all of them. I haven't played the new ones, but I played the you know one to three. Yeah, same. Oh, those were so good. Dragon Age Origins is amazing too, and it's along the same you know same makers, but with fantasy setting. Oh, I love those games so much. <laughs> hold, on, hold on what's the best classic game you guys have played go gun classic yeah, super just... mario brothers 3 i was gonna say that too kevin what about you <laughs> i'm gonna go back if we're just talking retro game the best version of tetris that i've played which is tetris battle gaiden it was a japanese release only but in that it's tetris but in the tetraminos you have like orbs and as you clear lines you gain orbs and they give you give your character powers and then they your powers help you clear lines or they go and mess up the other players green and they'll like blow up a whole bunch of blocks or it'll just like go and turn it all to stone and then you have to like clear the blocks like three or four times before it clears everything you just blew yeah my mind. it's like the best version of tetris <laughs> I'm staring at the screen. no i'm gonna take my super mario brothers three back and say blades nice. of steel oh nice i'm not a big fan <laughs> of blades of steel i'm not a big fan of blades huh? of steel Blades of Steel. <laughs> I just remember, I just remember like fighting, hockey fighting, and that game is was that, so bad. Is that all that game was? That all people do is yeah, just get the hockey fights. This supposed to be a bot. You just like punch out. That's all it is. <laughs> full circle. Bla- here, the full Blades circle. of Steel expansion. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yes. 
You are the winner of this one. Holy smokes. You got all these ideas flowing. Man, and you come with a game? They buy the Eternal Darkness game. They get John, and he helps you design this punch-out game. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this sounds like to me. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for giving us your idea for video game turn board game. Kevin, thanks for the challenge and for joining us on our podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on all our social media endeavors. Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official. Twitter at Friday Night GMS. Twitch at Friday Night GMS. And check out our website, FridayNight.Games. If you have a game that you would like for us to check out or if you have a game that you would like for us to preview, shoot us an email at info at Friday Night dot games and we'd be happy to feature it on our platforms and don't forget it's friday night and let's have some fun